Brunch Radio. Brunch Talk. With Olive. It is a beautiful day to enjoy brunch, have a good laugh and fun with friends and family. Welcome, welcome to the Brunch Talk with me, Olive Monica Najuma. It is what we do every Saturday at 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. every single week. I don't know if I'm just getting old or the year is just running like somebody's chasing it, but it feels like it was just first January yesterday, yet today is 28th of May 20. 2022. Hmm? Very soon we will be entering my favorite month, my birth month, the month of June. I will be growing older, but I love it. I actually find it weird when people say, I want to grow older, I want to live longer, but then they hide their age. I don't, but today I won't tell you. <laughs> anyway, June is also the month when Christians, mainly Catholics and Anglicans, commemorate the Matters Day on June 3rd. If you are non-Ugandan, if you're listening from elsewhere across the world, the Uganda Matters are a group of 23 Anglican and 22 Catholic converts to Christianity in the historical kingdom of Buganda, which is now part of Uganda, of course, that were executed between 31st January 1885 and 27th January 1887 on orders of Kabakamwanga, the then king of Buganda. Many Christians are excited about the day because it represents their faith with many walking miles in pilgrimage to Namgongo Mata's shrine. Just this week, a man said to be a hundred years old arrived at Namgongo from Bushenyi district. How long have you walked? Do you even do the 10,000 steps you're supposed to do in a day? A man of a hundred years walked from Bosheng district. Many others have walked from different parts of the country and countries in East Africa to celebrate the day. Also, this is the first Matters Day to allow pilgrims two years after the COVID-19 pandemic broke out. This year's Matters Feet is organized by Fort Porto Diocese and is reported to have had a budget of a billion shillings. Reverend Father Charles Oyo, the chair of the organizing committee, will be joining me by phone to discuss the various events preceding the official Matters Day and, of course, what transpires during the Matters Day, that is June 3rd, celebrations. Don't go away. Brunch Talk with Olive. So if you're Ugandan, you know that on June 3rd, which will be Friday, you're going to brace yourself for traffic jam, especially if, like me, you stay in the areas of Namgongo, right? <laughs> so anyway, we have Father Charles Oyo on the phone with us. He is the chair of the organizing committee for this year's Uganda Matters Day celebrations. You're welcome to the show, Father. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Olive. Thank you for, for hosting me. It's a very wonderful moment, and uh, I've heard what you have been saying, and you are right. This is a wonderful time, and the Lord has given us the opportunity to be part of this celebration. As you have introduced me, and I am the Diocesan Pastoral Coordinator of Fort Porto Catholic Diocese. Okay. And in this case, I am the Chair Steering Committee. Uh, for the preparation of the 3rd June celebration at Namgongo. And uh, we got this uh, opportunity because the project for the celebration belongs to the Uganda Episcopal Conference. 
In other words, the Uganda Episcopal Conference is the one responsible for the celebration, and this is their project at the church here in Uganda. But besides that, we have other principal stakeholders. We have the government of Uganda. And uh, as I was telling you, that uh, there are three principal stakeholders in this celebration. The first one is the Uganda Episcopal Conference. And Uganda Episcopal Conference is a conference of the bishops who are in Uganda, and they are responsible for this celebration. And uh, because the bishops cannot all of them come and uh, take the lead, so there is a schedule which is provided by the Catholic Secretariat. And uh, every year, the bishops choose or select a diocese that will admit the celebration. And this time, Fort Porto Diocese was chosen to admit the celebration on the, th the 3rd June. And therefore, Fort Porto becomes the second principal stakeholder on the line for this celebration. Okay. The and the, the first principal stakeholder is? Is, uh, is, is the government of Uganda. It is a national event and attracting all people from many parts of the world. So the government has taken interest in religious tourism, and so they take it really very serious. And then the third is the the Archdiocese of Kampala, because Namugongo is situated in the Kampala Archdiocese. Mm. So right, we work directly with the parish priest of uh, uh, Namugongo Parish, representing the Archbishop of Kampala. So those are the three stakeholders. So this year we were invited to admit this. Unfortunately, it came to us extremely late. We received the, the letter uh, from the Uganda Episcopal Conference on the 23rd of February to start preparation. And you know, other groups take a whole year preparing for the same day. So you've so, had just a few months. A few months. And when we received it, our bishop was really excited. He said, yeah, I know it's a burden, but it's a blessing for our diocese. And we can't give up. And mind you, at the same time, our cathedral roof had gotten a lot of damages. And we had already launched the fundraising for $2 billion to repair the roof of the cathedral. Just the roof and or the entire just, cathedral? Just the roof. I know you. the question you are asking other people. <laughs> but what the hell are you trying to do? Yeah, actually, I will ask because uh, first of all, first paint for us a picture of how yes. big this uh, cathedral is. Is it like Rubaga Cathedral? Yeah, this cathedral is not like Lubaga Cathedral, but uh, in terms of size, uh, it occupies around uh, 5,000 people. So, And, and it would that, need a bi 2 billion shillings to renovate yeah, the roof. Look at it. It was built in the uh, in, uh, late 60s, but it was built in, uh, in wood and glass. Mm. Of that, It looks like a modern. And uh, people who have made assessment, its value is uh, around 15 billion. Oh, it is a, a, the only and a unique church in all of Africa. It doesn't appear anywhere, so it is just something good to visit and see. So it's a, so it's now, a, so it's one of the wonders of the land of milk and honey. <laughs> of, yes, is it milk and honey or hills and <laughs> milk and honey and hills? All that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, if you visit uh, uh, Fort Porto, for example, in the west, and you don't go to this cathedral, you'll have missed the one of the unique feature, which can be a tourist feature that is not anywhere. So now that we had two billion for the roof, now there comes the Namugong. When Bishop told us, we said, Bishop, you're not serious. How is this going to happen? 
and uh, of course the bishop was saying you know we have to be frugal and spend only 400 million for Damgongo. my goodness when the bishop called uh, all the parish priests in Fort Port Diocese and the leaders, the chairs of the councils of the Leite and uh, invited us and said, this is what we have. And right away, he instituted the steering committee of 12 people and tasked us also to, to uh, constitute other subcommittees. So we had uh, a number of committees, including uh, liturgy, uh, publicity and communication, catering, construction and decoration, health, pilgrims, ushers, protocol and finance. So we just plunged to that. And we made a budget and the budget this time turned to be one billion. It was not easy. So actually, let's uh, back on the budget. Um, you said it's one billion shillings. You know, the budget has raised a few eyebrows, of course, because we didn't have the same explanation you've given us because people are like, so why is it that the budget is a, a billion shillings yet they're not going to feed pilgrims? Yeah, you know, the budget is a billion. There are a lot of works that are supposed to be done. Now take an example. We, we had to prepare a choir. Mm. of 300 people now training the choir of 300 people at least now they started uh, uh, for a month and then transporting them and feeding them at the place because they are also supposed to travel and come at namagongo for few training the choir itself takes 270 million yo you see that if the choir takes 270 million that's one item of the whole then uh, live alone the choir, then come to transport. We have to transport uh, different uh, uh, officials and the committee members and some of the Christians from Fort Porto. It is also going to 160 million. Then when, when you come to construction, we have to do a lot of constructions. We have to construct temporary uh, toilets uh, and the place. We have to do repair of that place. You know, when people repair live, of Namgongo, uh, yeah, parts of Namgongo. Because when I people, go there often, and uh, the the place looks good to me. <laughs> yeah, on the surface it does, but uh, you know the lavatories. We have we find that the taps are not working, uh, so that takes a lot a lot of money. Okay. So that being the case, you can those are a few items. Then you go to public address system. The public address system itself goes to hundred million. You see how the money is going. Mm. And by the way, you know, we prepared this budget before the prices shoot high. Mm. Now that the prices have shot high, now that budget does not apply anymore. You may need a supplementary budget. Exactly. So for that matter, it becomes very difficult to say you are going to feed the, the pilgrims. Now, for example, the catering for only officials. Uh, I'll give you another example. We have uh, the ushers. We have 800 ushers. And if you have to say they are going to feed 800 ushers, it's incredible. Now, the capacity for Namgongo, according to the general uh, capacity assessment, Namgongo brings almost 3 million pilgrims. How on earth can someone feed 3 million pilgrims? Even if you are feeding them one meal of, uh, of uh, 30,000, 
if you multiply by 3 million how much money would that <laughs> that would be quite a, 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 a sum of money so you don't have you don't have to go back home and sell all your land including your per, your, your grandparents and sisters oh you oh you'd have to go back to Fort Porto and sell the, <laughs> the entire diocese <laughs> the entire diocese <laughs> 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 it's really very hard Okay, okay, Father Charles, we are going to go for a break and when we come back, we would like for you to, you know, take us through the various events that precede the official matters day because I understand celebrations don't begin on that day, they begin okay. prior. Okay, I will. You're listening to The Brunch Talk. My name is Olive Monica Najuma. I'm so glad that you're here with us on RX Radio every Saturday at 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. And today we are having a good conversation about the Matters Day celebrations that are slated for Friday next week. But before I go for the break, did you know that you can win one free GB of data here at RX Radio? What do you have to do to get that? You can listen to RX Radio for the song of the day. Send a message through the RX Radio app telling us what time you had the song play. The RX Radio song of the day will be shared every day on the RX Radio Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages. You can follow us to stay updated. Now, today's song is Megan Thee Stallion and Dua Lipa with Sweetest Pie. I'll be right back. RX Radio Brunch Talk with Olive. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Brunch Talk. My name is Olive Monica Najuma. As always, I'm here to serve you only great conversations every brunch. Do you know any station that gives you what I give you? I doubt. <laughs> Today, on the phone with me is Father Charles Oyo, the chair of the organizing committee for the Uganda Matters celebration this year. The day is June 3rd, which will be Friday next week. He has been explaining the one billion budget that has been raising eyebrows where people were wondering why are they not feeding us but he said Namgongo hosts about three million people those are the pilgrims that show up for the celebrations how much money would an organizing committee a diocese need to feed all those people and honestly it's quite a sum of money i don't know if any diocese even kampala which is the largest i don't know if they could afford it but anyway let's get back to father charles so that he tells us more about this day father charles welcome back Thank you, Olive. Uh, I'm glad that you're back. Yeah, so I wanted to ask about the events that precede the 3rd June celebrations because some people believe that uh, Matters Day celebrations are just about fanfare. But at least from the knowledge I have, there is more and I would like you to explain that to our listeners. Yeah, uh, the, the celebration is not just fanfare as, uh, of course, some people have... Uh, tended to, to think about it is a, a spiritual journey a spiritual journey where people uh, imitating the life of the Uganda matters go down like, absorbed into that life and ask for God's grace and power so it is a spiritual journey it's a pilgrim where people are absorbed in prayer through the intercession of the Uganda matters and the theme for our celebration is baptized and sent to witness Christ with love and hope 
And this is not about fanfare. It's about witness. It's about relieving the life of the martyrs and praying for the grace that we can be witnesses of Christ in the world today. And for that reason, we have a lot of things that uh, precede that celebration. First is the preparation which you have already talked about in summary. Yes. Second is the, the walk, food pilgrims. We have food pilgrims who are coming from all dioceses, walking from Lira, from Nebi, from Moroto, from Kabale, from all, all parts of this country and beyond in Kenya, Tanzania, um, Rwanda, Congo. All these people are walking. It's not a joke. It's a sacrifice. Some of them sacrifice and get blisters. Some of them fall sick on the road. So you can see how serious it is. So for, for those for, who don't understand what pilgrimage means, um, would you care to explain to us why people would choose to walk miles and miles to go to Namugongo, yet they could use other means of transport? Yeah, and in our faith, that is what we call the sacrifice and mortification. And from the biblical context, that when we are praying for something that is very important and we are also atoning for our sins, some of the activity exercises we do is giving tasks to our bodies, punishing our bodies in order to be in a mood of atonement so what people do they do a lot of sacrifice and one of them is their energy their well-being their comfort zones and that's why people offer as part of sacrifice to walk to the place during this uh, uh, spiritual journey okay okay yes. so what events precede the main event of june 3rd <laughs> yeah as i said the first one is the walking mm -hmm. people are walking and they're sacrificing. Now, the second one, uh, which will be starting from Munyonyo, where some of the Uganda matters were executed, and this walk of faith will come from Munyonyo up to Old Kampala. And, At uh, Matia Malumba. Exactly. Okay. And then we'll close with Mass. Then uh, we also have a nine days novena. That is a consistent and repetitive prayer that we say in nine days, praying deeply for the blessing and intercession of the Uganda matters. Mm -hmm. And this will end on uh, on 30th at 7 at the Basilica in, uh, in Namgong. Another activity that we have uh, on this day, we shall have masses said in different languages from the east, from the north, from the west, and that will be crowned by the mass uh, led by the Diocese of Fort Porto which will start at 10 at, uh, at, at the shrine and that will end at midnight and people will rest and wait for the D-Day of the 3rd June. So in other words, we have uh, walking and sacrificing, then we have the walk of faith, uh, and then we have the novena and we have different masses and daily prayers that will be there to make sure that this will lead us into that great day when we are high, highly motivated for the celebration. Okay. Yes. So, uh, Reverend Father, what would you have to say about... Now, we are going back to the history of uh, Uganda matters when they were executed at the orders of Kabaka Mwanga. Over time, uh, many books have been written about them and some people argue that people that like to identify as atheists, 
they like to argue that they were not really executed for their faith, but rather they were executed because they had become big-headed. More like they started disrespecting the king. <laughs> what do you have to say to that analogy? Uh, yeah, first of all, it would be very, very logical mm. to say that someone could go and get a tape measure and measure what exactly happened. When you are giving witness, a martyr is someone who dies because of witnessing some kind of truth. Mm. So, for example, for the well, let us consider the government of NRM now. If the government NRM says all of us are going to uh, sleep out the whole night and people protest and they kill them, what would they? Would that stubbornness? Ah, so, so at the end of the day, that we, that's what we would call um, yeah. uh, being a matter. Or ma- yes, uh, yeah, uh, there is a certain truth and there's something that is, you know, is uh, undermining the dignity of a human person, institution or a government or any other institution which is in charge decide to abuse humanity, to abuse the image of, of God which is in one, in a person. Then and someone stands up and says, no. I am standing for the truth, and then you say that is disobedience. Of course, on the side of the of the oppressor, you will feel, yeah, these people were disobeying the king. Mm. But on the side of the of the truth, these people were standing out for the truth. First of all, they refused to get in, uh, into actions of homosexuality. Number two, they refused to pay tribute to. Um, demigods including the king himself so that's not being stubborn it's being realistic in fact if you are being abused and you say no i know my rights and you stand up for your rights then someone saying you are stubborn may also be lacking something and by the way when people seem to say they are atheists they are deceiving (laughs) why they also have they also have what they believe in except they now what they do they turn themselves into gods themselves. They believe in themselves more than anyone who brought them into life. So there is nothing like an atheist. You know, you can't be. Someone has to have something. If you are not believing in God, then you are believing in yourself or you are believing in the material things that are surrounding you. Okay. At least one of them. So to say you are an atheist is not, is not possible in my understanding. Mm. Correct. Okay, um, let's take a break and we'll be right back. But before we take the break, did you know that at RX Radio, we don't only give you great music, we also give you 1GB free of internet data. Yes. So what you do, you listen to RX Radio, listen out to the song of the day, then send us a message through the RX Radio app telling us what time you had the song play. The RX song of the day will be shared every day on the RX Radio Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages. Follow us to stay updated. Brunch Talk with Olive. Thank you for joining us again this afternoon for the Brunch Talk. My name is Olive Monica Najuma and I'm having a good time today because next week is a big week. Third June is a big day. It's the day when we celebrate, um, when we commemorate the Uganda matters that were executed between 1885 and 1886 at the orders of Kabaka Mwanga of Uganda. Yes, it's a big day in history because it is said that the matters were 
insubordinate to the king they refused to denounce christianity and he was like no i will not have that in my kingdom so he had them executed among them was a young boy that is known as chizitomto he also refused to denounce his faith he refused to denounce christianity and as such he was executed with the older matters and today we remember him as one of the uganda matters it's a big day in uganda it's a big day whether you're christian or not this is a day that goes without you noticing so on the phone with me is still father oyo of uh, Fort Porto Diocese, the diocese that's organizing this year's Uganda Matters celebrations. He's actually the chair of the organizing committee. So, Father Oyo, as we come to the end of this conversation, do you have anything you would want to say to people that are coming for the celebrations? Yeah, in fact, I would like to encourage all the people who are coming for the celebration to just get into the mood of prayer and know that this is a spiritual journey that brings blessings in our homes, our places of work, in our individual lives, and for our nation. And number two is to make sure to remember that COVID-19 is still not completely wiped away from our environment. So it is important that we follow the SOPs as directed by the Minister of Health. And uh, we ask everyone who comes to Namugongo to make sure comes with a mask. And then also to know that whereas we are celebrating here, there are also bad guys who are planning others. They are thieves and uh, terrorism is also still uh, uh, in, in, this, uh, in the world around us to make sure that we are vigilant, to make sure that we provide the first dose of security before other people. And then finally, to know that when we are at the place, whoever is there praying must respect the security and the guidelines that will be provided and those will be helping us. And in fact, the security usually tells us that when at the, the venue of celebration, you take the orders first, you act upon them second, and you ask after the event so that uh, we are able to work together. And uh, we pray very hard that the Lord will guide us through. And please let us not miss the, the blessings and the graces that come with the prayer and not to allow any distractions. There may be other disco playing around the shrine outside the shrine making noise i was about to ask you what you have to say to the christians or non-christians for that matter that will come to the celebration grounds but not to celebrate but to have a party yeah there are people who are coming for different intentions besides the majority will be coming to pray Mm. if you have a party you never know the lord can reach you and touch your heart during that party you see god rates on crooked lines you know that yeah so we have to be very positive that you are attracted to the place the spirit of the uganda matters can transform you without knowing and tomorrow you become the very matter that you are playing around with okay <laughs> others will come for business yes and we also pray hard that our our, our stay may not only be prayer 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 but also be witness to the congregation and the people who, who non-Christians and others who surround us. And also provide say, business. If people are going to get business opportunities. They are going to offer services. And these services, they are also going to nourish themselves and support their homes. So it's a really something that can be seen in a broader perspective than looking at only praying. Because you are praying and you have to eat. You need electricity, you need plumbers, you need so many other people. And these people may not be necessarily Catholics or Christians, but they are willing to support our cause. And by the way, 
there are even other people who are not uh, Christians, like the Muslims. Today we are having a meeting at UTB, and they are Muslims and expressing already commitment to support us because this is one of, of the event that unifies us as a nation. And there are so many other non-Christians who are really even more devoted than some of us are. So, uh, Father Oyer. Yeah. Um, I am wondering, usually when churches, let's say the Pentecostal churches or other denominations, when they have a celebration of this magnitude, they usually have, uh, they usually have a cause that they intend to work on after the event. For instance, what am I saying? Uh, there are many uh, pilgrims that are coming for the celebrations and usually there is money collected. My question here is, is there a cause that... Uh, maybe a given diocese usually has that maybe the proceeds we get from this event, this is what we are going to do. Now, for instance, you said you need to work on the roof in Fort Porto. Is there a way that Fort Porto Diocese gets to gain from this, from organizing the celebrations and, uh, you know? Yeah, for us as the Catholic Church, mm. we try to avoid the intermingling of so many things. Ah, okay. But sometimes people are distracted, they just go fundraising and uh, instead of praying, they don't pay attention to other issues. But for us, we have a single intention. We have been under COVID. People have lost their jobs, others have lost their lives, others have been sick, others are still stressed. So we'd like to provide an avenue that people can come and pour that as the first reward. Mm. Second, seek God's help that God can intervene in our, in our lifetime during this time. So that's our target. And that's why when you look at our, our theme, it is about witnessing Christ in love and hope. We want to rejuvenate the hope of the people after all this time of, of, of seeing people dying, seeing people falling sick and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So we don't have anything. Yes, we are still fundraising for the renovation of the cathedral, but the cathedral cannot be transferred to the national event. To the national event. Other avenues for fundraising. But for this time, uh-huh. we are coming to pray and would like people to focus on prayer than these other uh, additional stuff which may be destructive in some way or nature. Okay, so speaking of the cathedral, uh, President Museveni had uh, pledged to give the diocese a billion shillings. Did he? Was that for the cathedral or was it for the celebrations? Uh, the, uh, the president uh, prior to going there this time, we had already expressed our desire to seek uh, support from the government. And then the president, uh, uh, fortunately, when he gave us audience to meet with him at his uh, uh, home residence in Ruachitura, made a donation of one billion and then asked us to see that with that one billion uh, works on the cathedral and also Namgongo. Oh. And for added to put 500 million to the celebration of Namgongo and 500 million to renovation of the cathedral. Okay, okay. <laughs> You've done yeah. such a great job, Reverend Father, and uh, yeah. we appreciate you and your committee. Thank you so much. And in a special way, thank you so much for... Oh, pre- thank you, uh, Olivia. Yes. And God bless you. And I hope you'll be able to join us at the celebration at that same place. We'll be very happy. <laughs> I will do my best. Thank oh, you so oh, much. Have a good <laughs> afternoon. Thank you. Bye.
Yes, the Uganda Matters celebrations are slated for 3rd June. For many people, it's a public holiday where they get to, you know, spend time at home, rest. But for the faithful, it's a day when they remember the pain that the Uganda Matters went through at the orders of Kabaka Mwanga, who ordered for their execution. And for many Christians, like the Reverend Father said, it's a time, it's a day that makes them remember their responsibility in Christianity, try to do right by their maker. I hope you're one of those people that plans to make pilgrimage to Namgongo, but if you're not, it's still okay. If you want to remember the matters from your home, it's still fine because at the end of the day, only the Father who is in heaven looks at our hearts and judges us rightly, right? My name is Olive Monica Nejuma and this has been fun. I'll catch you again next week. Don't go away. Brunch Talk with Olive, Saturdays 12pm to 1pm on RX Radio.